Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Plain Injured. It is a Friday here and we are excited to be uh, on a call here. I'm going to get some free consulting today from uh, a good uh, a good guy here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Charles Anthony Clark. Charles, welcome to the call. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet, man. Charles has a uh, an awesome background. He is a corporate dude turned real estate investor, consultant, um, and he has a handful of things going on. So we're going to kind of, kind of dive into that, uh, get to understand a little bit of his brain. Uh, so Charles, why don't you just start out where, where your heart really lies in real estate? Cause I think it's a little bit unique. You obviously, um, have become kind of financially independent through, through it, but I think it's really important the why, like what's driving you, what's, what, what's getting you going. And then we're going to unpack some injuries you've had and some other things. Um, I guess the best way to explain it is like my, um, uh, I guess my, I have a, I guess a saying is I want to raise the standard of living. And that's just been a premise that I've kind of just chased, um, um, I guess going into real estate and having a, I guess a purpose. So, um, that is my, I guess, goal into, you know, investing in real estate. I, I come from the North side of Milwaukee. Um, you know, it's kind of the inner city. Um, my mom had, was lucky enough to own our home. So, um, it, there was some pride there. I, I knew where home was and, um, I took a little bit more pride in, you know, taking care of things around the house and, and outside my house. So I, I just feel like, um, I, I want to kind of bring that back to that situation because as when I was growing up, I also saw absentee landlords where they didn't take care of their properties. And, um, and, and if, you know, someone that invests back in those neighborhoods and maybe if they took care of those properties, maybe those neighborhoods didn't look like that. So that's kind of been always my driving force. And, um, I've always thought I can live the life that I've always wanted with real estate. Cause I figured I wanted to travel. Um, so if I bought property in another state, I have to travel to go see it and make sure that it was good. So that was kind of always my, um, I guess, how I could save the world. That's amazing. I want to raise the standard of living. I mean, that that is uh, obviously applicable to helping people get homes, rent, be a good landlord, but it's also applicable to some of the consulting you do too. Yes. And helping out other people, kind of helping them get into that. So I want to get there first because if I, if I was a listener right now, course, we want to talk about injury, but how the heck, what do you do? What are your tips? What are some maybe three, four things you do? If you want to be financially independent from real estate and work yourself out of a job, give us some of the high levels. What do you need to do? Um, learn the financial tools that are out there. Um, I've learned that the money would come if you find the right deal. Um, so like a long time I was chasing the money and didn't realize with real estate, uh, if you find the right deal, you can, you'll find the money. So I would say from that standpoint, um, 
Second, you know, kind of take care of your your credit because you do need that. And then that's something that you can bring to the table. Um, um, I was so my first deal, I didn't have any of the money, but I, I had the credit. And so I was able to get an FHA loan. So um, that um, allowed me to use my resources because I found the deal. I could get the loan, but I didn't have the down payment. Um, and uh, I would I, I say I look for things uh, like subscription income. Like that's what I call my rental income is because it's something that I get every month. So um, uh, even though that I work for myself now, like I'm not, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a billionaire or anything, but um, it's it's guaranteed income that I get every month, no matter what, you know, um, you know, as long as I keep my renters at a certain level. But I, I've, I've consistently and it's, I control it. Uh, so honestly, that's really the only advice I can give, like understand your financial tools, uh, have your credit and, and, you know, and be able to run a deal, you know, under, understand the numbers understand the numbers. And I would love to uh, just unpack. So how do you, how do you go about like, let's say I want to replace, you know, $3,000 a month, $6,000 a month of, of income, right? Um, how, how do you kind of determine what's a good metric? What's a good tool for figuring out what oh, you do that? That's awesome. Yeah. So that's how I started. So like you have to start at the end and kind of work backwards. It's, it's, it's called funneling is, is, is kind of what I call is, um, I, I do certain funnels. So like I would start, so like my number for doors is 150 and how I basically got to that was because I wanted to have enough doors, which I call um, units basically because I can own a building and it has eight apartments in it. So I say doors or units. Uh, I want 150 a door. I want 525 units cause I'll make 940,000 a year. So that was my goal. So I just worked backwards. So then if someone came to me and said, Hey, I want to make $3,000 a month. And I was like, all right, well, what are you willing to give up? Because you need to make so much a door um, because you need to pay so many other people. You got to, you know, bills and you have to end up with a lot. So normal people say $200. So, you know, you divide that. That's, that's how much, you know, $200 times what that's 150, you know, 15 doors. So you get 15 doors for $200. There you go. So then that's how you work on it. And so like, okay, what are you comfortable with? You know, uh, are you comfortable with doing a duplex first? I suggest to everyone, if you know, like if I, if I've broke down your numbers and we already think you're going to need 15 doors, I would say don't get anything under a four unit because um, most people don't know a residential loan to a bank is anything from a one unit to a duplex, triplex or a four unit. So it's kind of like you got to get the most bang for your buck. So if you only can get one loan, you got to get as many doors as you can. So and you know you have to get 15 doors to get your three thousand dollars. So now we'll go for a four unit. So then that's what I would suggest to them. Wow, there you go. That yeah. is, I mean, if if you don't listen to the rest of this, you brought probably you got you got thousands of dollars worth of information right there just in a, in a two, three minute kind of disclosure. So that's awesome. $150. You go under the $200 per door because yeah. playing the game conservative, which yes. a good yep. finance guy might, right? A little yep. more conservative. Yep. Yep. I just want to make sure I pay everyone. So like my goal is at the end of the day, that 150 is I can burn it. Like I, cause I paid my taxes. I did whatever I want. So that 150 is truly mine. So, and I figured if I give up enough, you know, I'll have enough of leftover for myself. 
Yeah, I love I love that. And, you know, we um, you and I talked a little bit prior to this recording, but, you know, ultimately, you know, we're playing the same game. We're doing it differently. You know, my yep. wife and I have created enough passive income through e-commerce to, to replace um, her income and 50% of mine. So I'm in, yep. you know, we're in the process of making that safe move. And here's what I want to tell you. What you don't put in with capital, you make up with sweat equity. Yes. You make up, you make up with hard work. So even you, Charles, you talked about how what makes you successful in a lot of what you do is your ability to see a deal and see a deal through. Yeah. Right. That's Uh, sweat equity. That takes guts. That takes courage. That takes communication. And so what you don't put in with capital, you put up with sweat equity. And then one thing you said that I want to make sure the listeners hear loud and clear is you said, you got to figure out what you want. Uh, then you got to figure out what you're willing to give up to get there. Yes, correct. I agree with that. And, Very uh, yeah, and you you kind of made that pretty clear. Like you got to figure out what you're willing to do and what you're willing to give up. So I love that. Um, well, obviously, you know, it was a straight arrow. It was just easy. Nothing went wrong along your journey. Oh, no, that's, that's not <laughs> correct at all. <laughs> let's let's talk about that, man. So obviously, this is the Plain Injury Podcast. So we want to hear about the injury. Um, and uh, how that impacted now where you are today. What is it? Uh, so my injury, I would say I have to go back to 2013, uh, which was in the middle of my, I guess, my real estate journey, um, as I was kind of sharing with you before we started. Because my, I would say my real estate journey started probably back in 2005 um, when I got my license and I was kind of at MATC um, getting part of my uh, uh, associate's degree. Um but in 2013, um, I went through a divorce and it was, I would say that was my injury that kind of had my mind shift. Um, Cause obviously I think through life, you know, playing sports, you know, high school football, college football, you know, there are certain things, you know, you did and make adjustments, but um, I guess this was that life, you know, injury. Um, and it, I distinctly remember being very upset and being like angry and like wanting to blame her. And I distinctly just remember like remembering because I told myself that if I ever chose to be with a woman, like she would never leave me. And be, I got a divorce. Obviously, she left me. So in that moment, I distinctly just remember like, well, you know, like, well, who did you say you were going to be? And 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 I wasn't that person. And so I just distinctly remembering like, all right, I, I talked about having my degree because at the time I didn't have my degree. I talked about traveling the world and, you know, and chasing my dream to be in real estate and, you know, kind of like owning my own career and, you know, not having to depend on anyone. So in that moment, like I was I got fired from my job. I I had to move back home with my father and um I, I just and it was this moment where uh my father kind of told me he was like because I was actually on the couch crying and he was like won't you get up and you like working out and and I and I couldn't I in that moment I didn't like I didn't understand like like why would you tell me that like of all things but it was like the one of the greatest advice because it made me get up and I went to the gym and worked out and I felt better. And I re- distinctly remember like, okay, worst case scenario, I can control me. Like I can always try to make my situation better. And then 
like in that moment, it kind of reminded me back to my high school days. Um, my coaches always say, like, get, you know, get five, just get just, just get enough. And so I came up with this saying, like, be better by being better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just helped me remind myself, like, even in situations like you can always be better. Like you might not be a lot better, but you can be better and you might not know what it is, but you eventually you'll know what it is. And and only, you know what that is. And so like, I feel like it's just one of those statements of be better by being better. And, and sometimes that better is just maybe like getting up and, you know, just going to the gym to work out, even though you're, you know, your heart's broken, you know? And so it's just, just be better in whatever you can, because it might help you in other areas. And, you know, ever since then, like I've consistently worked out and, you know, and, and that helped me because it did make me feel better, even though like I was still struggling. And um, that led me to um, actually going back to MATC and finishing up some little credits. And I got my associate degree and um, and then I immediately uh, uh, went to UWM and enrolled into their uh, business school and had an amazing experience in that situation. And and, and then because I was older and because I went through that experience, um, I just had a very um, open mind to, uh, you know, taking advantage of the situation because I knew I I wouldn't have it again. Um, um, Because basically I was still living in my father's house and, you know, I'm at the time I'm, what I was, uh, 33. uh, So like kind of unemployed and just back a student. So it was a, a very humbling experience, um, you know, finally, you know, getting divorced, moving back home with your dad and um, basically going to college and, you know, having to take the bus there and, um, you know, having to wake up at five o'clock sometimes and staying there until 10 o'clock because, you know, I was taking 15, you know, 18 credits. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, but it that forced me because through that experience, like I eventually graduated. I got my degree in uh, finance, my bachelor's. I got two minors in economics and economic development. Um, I had an awesome experience. I was able to study abroad and uh, and I uh, lived in Paris for a month and uh, and, and traveled around Europe, uh, which that allowed me to get a certificate in international business from the Lumbar Business School. And then um, um, I had an amazing experience to study abroad in Rio de Janeiro. Um, and it had this cool program where, um, you know, it kind of taught Portuguese with finance. Um, and that led me to get a certificate in Latin Caribbean studies. Um, so like, once again, like my divorce, you know, like it made me question like who I was because I thought if, if I was this certain person, uh, you know, no one would leave me. So like, and, and, and I realized in that moment, like I wasn't being that person. So like, it kind of, kind of helped move me into that point. And, um, you, you know, after college, I mean, I uh, worked for Generac and Kamatsu as a trade analyst and, um, you know, continued to was like working towards, of you know, getting my first property. Um, and then I met my fiance, Shanna, uh, and she kind of, you know, I kind of shared what my goal was and she kind of believed in me and, and she like, uh, you know, told me to keep moving towards it. And eventually, uh, I told her this cause it was a weird thing for my first marriage in this, uh, you know, this relationship. And I told her like, I, I'm not going to ever move in with a, a woman again until I have my first property. And she was like, all right. And, 
she basically ended up kind of helping me get the property. And then, um, and, and that was so like, that was my four unit. And then she ended up getting the duplex because she was like, well, I always wanted to do it. And she was like, but I never, you know, I've never felt comfortable. Like I didn't know how to do it. And she actually owned a condo at the time. And, and so as we were talking and getting to know each other, I was like, well, uh, you know, just me knowing, you know, real estate and, and mortgages and things like that because of my, you know, my career and stuff. Um, I was like, I think you have equity. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, um, I, you've been mortgaged so you can refinance and pull money out. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, you can, you know, you if you have equity in your home, you can pull that money out. You can use it however you want. You know, you just, your loan gets bigger. And she's like, and I don't have to get rid of my house. Like, well, no, not necessarily. You know, you could technically probably rent your condo, which we ended up finding out she couldn't. But at the time, you know, it was, it was an option. So she ended up, um, uh, pulling the money out and she actually ended up finding the duplex. So we ended up moving in the duplex. She ended up having to sell the condo cause, um, she couldn't, um, rent it out because it was against the regulations, but that ended up being our second property. And then, um, because of her, um, you know, access and, um, I don't want to say access, but because her credit was a little bit better than mine, but she had, I would say access because she was a, she's a hairstyle and she owns her own business. Um, so she got a small business loan, which with my knowledge and her ability as a small business loan, we bought our eight units. So currently I own and manage 14 units, which that allowed me to uh, walk away from my job and just do this full time. Wow. How cool. How cool is it? And, you know, I, I just want, you know, everybody who's been listening, who's following us, Charles, that's just another testament that every setback is a setup potentially for a comeback, right? Everything, everything God throws at us. Um, there's a reason behind it. There's good in it, uh, but it doesn't show up always right away. And so I think, you know, hopefully a lot of people hear that. I love the saying, get better by being better. You know? Be better by being better. I call yeah. it a beat. Be better by get, being better. Yeah. That, that, that is so good. And that, that aligns with, you know, raise the standard of living. I want to raise the standard of living. That's all in correlation. So, you know, defining who you are and, and really taking, you know, extreme ownership of, Hey, I wasn't being who I said I was going to be in that relationship. Yes. And uh, what a, what a beautiful testimony and, and really um, you know, doors were opened as a function of that. And, you know, I think if you weren't willing to play injured, if you weren't willing to stay after it, and if you didn't have your dad and some of these other people in your life, who knows what would have happened, but now you can look yeah. back and, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, so as we wind down here, I'd love to hear, you know, what's on your heart. Like, what do you think the world needs more of today? What do you think, you know, if, if, if there was more of this happening, whatever it was, or more, more people like this, what do you think would, would really change the world? Um, so I'm someone who, uh, like I get up at four o'clock in the morning and I, I like to read, I like to journal um, and I like to take time for myself. So I think a lot of people don't do that. And I know that might seem selfish, but I, I feel like I, I give to myself before I'm able to give to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And um, I, and I think uh, people are at times are so, um, I guess, so focused to be, uh, I don't know, to be seen. Um, and, and sometimes they don't take enough time to just kind of, better understand who they are and and like I, don't, I i write a lot like i literally have like 10 journals i started like i said I, some of these things like that even happened to me 
you know, my divorce, it was certain things that I was doing before that kind of helped me through that process. Uh, but um, so like journaling and reading, um, I think is just are huge things. And, you know, listening, um, I, especially in my, I guess, profession is like, that's the key thing that I have to do is, is listen to my client because um, if, if they're trying to accomplish something and, you know, they're, you know, going for something that's, you know, way bigger and they're starting small, you know, it's for me to kind of help them recognize like, well, if, you know, get to 20, you know, you probably shouldn't start off with a single family. You know, it's, it's, it's certain things. And where someone say, Hey, I just want 10, you know, over the next 20 years, because I know that's a good retirement. Then it's like, all right, like, well, let's get you a duplex because you think you can manage that and you don't have to, you know, deal with a lot. So, um, so those are the three things that I really say, man, like I, I really like journaling really helped me like waking up in the morning, meditating. Like I, I, I you know, I kind of came up with my own mantra. Um, and, and so like taking that time for myself has really helped me, you know, spend 10 hours giving to other people. Cause I took two hours for me in the, at the beginning of the day, you know, that's beautiful. Hard to, uh, hard to give from an empty cup. I love yep. that. That's, that's really well said. So I think the, the waking up early, I love how tangible that is. Uh, I love how uh, applicable that is, you know, get, getting yourself fed, um, mentally. I think we do, we do it, we do it physically, but we don't always do it mentally. That's, that's really beautiful. And I also call it my purge. Like it's, it's when mm-hmm. I wake up, like if I want to watch YouTube videos for an hour, like that's when I, I get to do it. And like, I give myself that time. So like, even it, I don't even also treat it like this always disciplinary thing, but like, I try to use that time for, for me. So I, I just think people need, yeah, take a little bit more time for themselves. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, great, Charles. Um, you know, where, what, if, if somebody's listening to this, um, you know, what ways do you kind of help people? What kind of things are you doing right now? Um, if somebody's listening to this and kind of wants to take a track, like you want to track, uh, you're tracking or have done, um, how do they get in touch with you? Give us some of that. Um, so they can reach me out on Facebook, um, Charles Anthony Clark. Um, I'm recently, um, am joining, um, the Jay Schmidt group or JSG at Keller Williams. Um, it's the number one selling team in the uh, state of Wisconsin. And I'm going to be like, I guess, overseeing their investment division. Um, so like, that's going to be cool right now. So it's kind of teaming up with them as being an agent myself and, um, just kind of teaming up with their team and their resources. So like, I'm kind of looking forward to that because they just do all residential sales. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of bringing a twist to their, their, their team and, 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 and their, um, yeah, their team and just what they're trying to do. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a cool, like consultant aspect, uh, for my, uh, point of view of just being able to work with someone who has that, uh, um, you know, span and their, uh, and, and that ability and awareness, um, you know, their team right now is selling over 160 million in residential sales. Um, so to be able to team up with someone like that, I think is important. Um, I'm, I'm also on bigger pockets, um, um, Instagram. My email is Charles Anthony at kw.com. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, my goal is, I guess this is the best way I can explain it. Um, as everyone needs a financial advisor to help them know how to manage their money and buy stocks and bonds. Well, I, I'm, I'm your financial advisor from a real estate standpoint, because I think people cannot retire um, 
without having some money invested in real estate. And so they need an investment. They need a real estate portfolio. And if you have a real estate portfolio, you should have someone that helps you um, talk about the market, manages it, uh, helps you buy, sell, um, you know, help you find renters and things like that. So um, I don't I don't think this is the day and age where people just, you know, everyone knows it now. Everyone read Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, everyone reads those real estate books. You have to have a real estate portfolio. And so um, there's there needs to be someone like me, an agent that has a financial background, um, knows how to buy and sell real estate and, and can put it all together for you and, and help you, you know, get that nest egg so you can, you know, take your, you know, buy, you know, pay for your kids college or that early retirement or help you buy that in vacation home and help you set it up where you can use it as an investment property as well. You know, that's kind of, that's what I'm trying to offer to people as well. And like I said, that plays into raising the standard of living. Um, if I can't, if everyone involved, is raised, standard of living isn't raised, then I don't want to be a part of that deal. So those those are the things I'm trying to do. There you have it. Charles Anthony Clark, make sure you reach out to him if you have interest in uh, learning more and, and getting to know him. And uh, Charles, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Five Foot Studios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing it.